0: episode of the ever black podcast is brought to you by death wish hot rods and customs check out their instagram for all their new t-shirts caps beanies cups and the all new atomic death lineup.
1: i really want to want to know if i can change the um Change the woman who speaks there when she says "recording in progress." I yeah. want it to be an angry Irish man.
0: <laughs> Always. <laughs>
1: anyway, dude, look. As we were just saying, finally coming to Australia uh, after yeah. a few abortive attempts. I know a couple of you guys were out here, um, and the tour got cancelled. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, how did we finally make this one happen?
0: Oh, you tell me. <laughs>
1: i know i know john from uh uh, from your touring company is um is pretty damn good but uh yeah i mean there's been it must have been must have been a lot of money uh lost um over the course of the last couple of years with the amount of aborted tours that have gone on not just with yourselves but everyone else yeah yeah.
0: and and you can still you can still feel when now when we are out playing you can still feel at some places people are still uh, not really comfortable going out. Mm. Uh, so you can see, even if they sell a lot of tickets, uh, people don't show up sometimes. Really they are, Yeah, they are still still uh, and it's different. in Sweden, I it's not that that of a problem. People mm. are gathering. <laughs> I know I but, uh, We noticed when we played in like Germany and such, there are people dropping out. Really? So, uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: what we've noticed here in Australia, and I've, I've been to quite a number of gigs now, and yes, yeah. I did pick up the dreaded COVID at one in particular. But you know, these things happen. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. But what I have noticed, particularly with the international shows that have been coming, they've been almost all selling out. You know, I yeah, think there's a great okay. hunger. I mean, we are pretty isolated, as you know, down here, and yeah. um, there there seems to be. For the moment, at least, a real hunger for people just to get the hell out of the house and see some yeah. see some music.
0: Yeah, so- and that's that's our feel to it. We are so hungry to go out and play. But I noticed here, both in Sweden and in Europe, because there's such a big amount of of artists playing, not only rock, obviously. So all bands at once are out playing. So so you can see shows. Like every day, almost, and maybe that's also uh, why people don't show up yeah. to one specific shows because they have been to one yesterday and going to <laughs> It's next a bit day. much, <laughs>
1: particularly when you get a bit older and all the grey hair and stuff.
0: That's a school <laughs> yeah. night. I've got to work. I've
1: got a kid. I've got things to do.
0: Yeah, as much
1: as you'd love to, but uh, the the body's yeah, not able. But, but
0: maybe as but maybe as you say, because you are more isolated uh maybe it's it's different for you
1: to to a degree i I suppose we are also very you know uh, coming to australia is a big deal for any band i mean generally you only do an east coast run and if that it's only generally brisbane sydney and melbourne maybe adelaide if they're lucky um so you're coming a heck of a long way to play a few shows in a country that you've never actually played before. Uh, how, does, yeah. how does the logistics of that work for a band like Crazy Licks? Who you know, and, and, and certainly nothing, nothing on you guys, but it's not as if it's a Metallica show where, you know, you're going to fill a stadium or anything like that. How does it, how, how do you guys enable yourselves to uh, get out here?
0: Yeah, well, uh, that's the tough part. <laughs> uh, and I guess, especially for a band in our size, because we know we have a good number of audience around, spread around the world, mm-hmm. but it's hard. It's like when people say, "Oh, come to America." Yeah, well, America is quite a big continent mm. and uh, country. People so, people too. yeah, and they say, "Hey, come to Louisville." Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can't really book a show there just because one people is. Yeah. telling me it should be crowded I don't I don't know so it mm. it has to be a, a discussion with a good promoter mm-hmm. in this case Silverback yep which which we know uh we know we got his contact because he's been working with a few friends yes. like a uh, hardcore yeah. superstar yeah etc and and they uh told us like he's he's uh he's really good he's serious and he does this uh, he want, he wants to make it good and he wants to make build an audience so he can come back again.
1: Yeah, and that's what I've uh, noticed uh, first time um, well one of the early times hardcore superstar came out, they're huge, huge in Europe, but no yeah. one really knew them here. and every yeah, yeah, time yeah, yeah. every successive time they've gotten bigger and bigger and they're coming out again soon as well. Um, yeah. but John has been fantastic for bringing out bands such as yourselves. Who don't necessarily have a huge profile but there's still a lot of people who are keen on seeing you
0: yeah i think i think i think the audience as well uh learns to know uh the promoters Mm. in in such way maybe people know oh silverback for an example is booking this show they don't book shit maybe i should go and find some new bands you know totally Totally. So so for us doing this uh, long trip and there's a lot of money uh, around it, we must know the promoter is a serious guy or girl. Yeah. Because there are a lot of uh, funny dudes out there. <laughs> I'm sure I've been
1: in the industry for a long time. So there's yeah. a good reason why I don't get paid to be in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do it because I love it. But um, so... You know, moving moving aside from the touring yeah. side of things at the moment, but you guys managed to walk that great line um, by grabbing the best stuff of the 80s, but ignoring the shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a big thing that's always attracted me to Crazy Leaks is the fact that you managed to do it. Um, and I, I, I suppose the song All, all Looks, No Hooks kind of says yeah. it all. Every freaking song has more hooks than a bait and tackle shop. Yeah. So how are you able to maintain that kind of thing without sort of, and there are a lot of bands in your genre that they are all looks. You know, they've yeah. they've gotten their attention for ripping off the 80s wholesale, whereas you guys take the best bits and just make really fucking catchy songs.
0: Yeah, I think uh, for us, the music has always been like the the number one uh reason to do it. Mm. Uh, and I think if you're just uh like ourselves, uh fans of the rock music, like from the 80s and such, the things you see from those bands uh is like cool videos, cool live shows, and etc. So the first thing you want to do is like look like them. But mm. but you really need to focus on what are they playing, how are they doing it and mm-hmm. Uh, how they are it's not if we take like uh, Metal Crew yeah yeah, they are they were a cool band by the looks and they had great songs and but what made the songs so great you know you have to take out the bits and pieces and you have to just write songs and throw them away and write songs and throw them away
1: but what I have noticed with you guys is though where Motley Crue had maybe three or four good songs on an album, you don't have much in the way of filler. Motley, and and a lot of those bands were like that, but in the 80s, they'd get picked up purely on their looks. Their songs were crap. The whole album was just garbage,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, a big difference, except for the the money, (laughs) (laughs) is that lots of these, the big bands used uh, I used to work with a producer, mm. and the producer took these four or five guys in the ears saying, Okay, you can do drugs and alcohol, but you don't do it in the studio. Mm-hmm. When you're here, you're playing that note, you're playing that note, that song is shit, let's do this song, you sing like this. They had someone telling them and like yeah. building a band of them. I don't, I don't. I'm not saying they uh, didn't do anything by themselves, <laughs> but that's a big difference because we we are we are producing ourselves.
1: Yes. And so, how and, are you doing that now? Are you uh, are you guys located still in Malmo, or have you sort of spread out throughout the rest of Sweden?
0: We have spread out around Malmo, so it's it's the longest drive is like uh, one hour, maybe
1: so oh, happy guys so you're right, able to yeah. easily get together and record and
0: yeah yeah and and we have our own uh studio and rehearsal room uh in an old factory that's it's not uh um, yeah 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 so we can be we can spend time there anytime we want uh so that's that's where we are recording everything
1: okay so i suppose and, it leads yeah. on to the next question that you didn't really embrace the full 80s aesthetic there's certain parts of it that are definitely that aesthetic but it's not it's not the teased hair or anything like that yeah, uh, you, yeah. you, what i've noticed though over the last really the last three albums uh, rough justice um uh, forever wild and uh, your latest album street lethal they all seem to have a bit of a theme about i mean it's not an obvious theme i i just from just from personal personally looking at them, uh, I, I would have thought that Rough Justice was kind of that horror ish '80s horror ish kind of feel to it. Um, yeah, yeah. Not, again, not overt or not not Rob Zombie kind of horror, but that kind of feel to a lot of the songs and a lot of the video clips. And then um, Forever Wild being a lot more of a military kind of ha ha we won something yeah. kind of feel, <laughs> and and Street Lethal being more sort of a Fast Cars Americana kind of feel yeah. is that yeah. something that you sort of think about while you're doing it or is it just something that i've made up in my head
0: no you're spot on actually and which which uh, feels good because then uh, we it's we have uh, been successful in uh, in showing it you know because yeah. <laughs> um it's it often starts out we have a like we have to make a new album okay and both me and and Danny, Danny Rickson mm-hmm. um, uh, have a very graphical view, mm-hmm. uh, and we want good aesthetics, like a nice album cover. Album cover, we need uh, to make uh, good-looking merchandise, and mm-hmm. I, I want to have like a thread to it all, so it, mm-hmm. it, it's not just an album and oh, uh, a t-shirt with a logo. You yeah. know. so we want to have like the whole concept i suppose and then, I mean, that, that would help us yeah, your and, business and, and like too for, yeah yeah and for like street lethal uh we've all been like um we're taking a lot of inspiration from 80s movies like 80s and also 90s of course um like karate kid and uh mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh, big trouble and little china and, and such and better. which is it's it's fun now that Cobra Kai has been such a such a big yeah. hit on Netflix because we see people who haven't seen like Karate Kid loving mm. Cobra Kai, you yeah. know. So it's and that was just a lucky shot because uh, we have already been like in, been inspired by these American Japanese uh, karate culture mm. uh, thing. So. So we we tend to find something we like and build the album from that. so often it's like two or three songs that are have very much of that theme, and the other songs are uh, have the theme, but not as much, you know so it's it's yeah. not completely just one story but but bits and pieces. so it
1: really it really seems to be something that's sort of taken hold since. You in particular have joined the band uh, back in around 2012. Yeah, I
0: think I think so. And especially when I joined the band, we did the self-titled album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was out in uh, 2014. And that album, I think it's a great album because uh, it has it has great songs. But I don't see the the thread in it. I don't think they are connected in that way. So it it feels to me when I listen to it more like a a, a, a best off. It's collection. like this song, yeah, yeah, like a collection. So when we were supposed to do Rock Justice with also two two new guitarists, Jens and Chrissy, that's right. We had uh, been doing these songs for the Friday Thirteenth uh, game, uh, and they kind of set the theme to the album because mm-hmm. we had like X, Triple I and, and Killer mm-hmm. and those. And then we like, OK, th- this is a this is a cool uh, concept, yeah. you know, the, then it was easy to reach out and, OK, this song doesn't fit. Let's put it aside. And some of those songs maybe ended up on, on Forever Wild or even mm-hmm. Street Lethal, you know, so that's that's kind of how it how we do it.
1: Oh, very cool. So, what? <coughs> pardon me, <coughs> just recovering from a cold. It's been horrible. Yeah. <laughs> no I, I have a daughter who who gifted me her cold, which
0: was just wonderful. Ah, Thanks, honey. Love you they, very they, much. They tend to do that. Yeah, disease <laughs> bags, little disease yeah. bags.
1: Love on totally. the butter, disease bags. Oh, um, yeah. So, what I was going to say is, you know, in my opinion, you guys are probably. One of the most underrated bands uh, kicking around at the moment, and have been kicking around for twenty years. Yeah. It has been twenty years <laughs> that the band's been a band. Um, yeah. eh, but <laughs> in the past couple of years, I've really noticed that there has been a lot more, um, a lot more attention going your way. Uh, you know, you, you, your profile seems to have gone, uh, gone up substantially in the last few years. Really, ever since Rough Justice. And mm. are you seeing that personally um, from the band, or has it sort of been more of a straight, bit, bit more of a straight line than what I'm thinking it might have been?
0: No, I, I I'm I can agree uh, that Rough Justice was like a turntable for us. It um, and um, we have always uh, known that New Religion, which is the band's second album. Has mm-hmm. was has always been like some the the favorite album uh, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So we have like these 21 Till I Die" and "Blame It on mm-hmm. Love" and and such on that album. Those the eighties. Um, yeah, and we are always playing them live and and mm-hmm. such. And uh, wherever we go, people want to hear "New Religion," "New Religion." So we we wanted to top that when doing "Rough Justice," yeah. uh, and. One funny thing is when we played in Japan in 2019, I think, Mm -hmm. the year before the pandemic. uh, Because that was the first time and we have always had a pretty large uh, album sales Mm -hmm. uh, numbers in Japan. Japan has been like as much as the rest of the world. But, but we, we, we've never made, uh, managed to, to go there. So when mm. we finally did, uh, we had like two almost sold out shows. And we obviously like, oh, New Religion is like the favorite album. Mm. So let's play a lot of songs from that. And during those songs, the audience was like, yeah, yeah, this is good. And when we were playing like rough Justice, they were like crazy. So, uh-huh. so mo- most of the guys there, they just love the new, the new mm. uh, era, yeah. so to speak. So that was a, a miscalculation from us, because because well, we, we thought like no no how should we know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so now we try to like the set list. We try to take the best from all the albums, you know, because you never know.
1: That's a hard choice, man. You yeah, got yeah, a lot yes. of good material to choose from over yeah. twenty years of making music, and yeah. like I said, more hooks than a fish and tackle shop. So, yeah. <laughs> so look like everyone else, you know, COVID's really knocked around the business, particularly yeah. our entertainment business. Uh, I mean, you guys, you guys all seem like you've got you've got lives outside of the band and everything like that, and the band doesn't. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it, I don't know whether the band uh is able to pay all of your bills so you've got all got other got things going on. But how has it impacted Crazy Lux um
0: over the past three years where I mean you couldn't do anything? No. Uh it was clearly a weird time for ev- everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh we are in that level where we don't only rely on the band for an income. Mm-hmm So everybody's is working aside with different jobs and bits and pieces. So we we knew from start that, okay, it's not going to be any touring, but our lives is kind of the way they were before. And Sweden Mm. was always more open than the rest of the world. No, no lockdowns in that way. Mm. It was more it was more like recommendations. Please don't do this but if you do it slow then slow
1: I've got a friend I've got a friend who owns um the abyss at in Gothenburg um, okay and she said it really knocked them around in that they couldn't have that many people in there and things like yeah, that but, yeah yeah
0: the like the restaurants and and the venues obviously and that was a huge difference from mm. them because you had, you could be like 10 people in a restaurant so <laughs> there were a lot of places that had to shut down and, and yeah. so obviously it, w- it was really hard but but for us and the work we do outside outside of the band it was like pretty normal doing more more stuff from home you know yeah so instead of going out playing we started to work on the album earlier than we had planned so mm-hmm. we just took the time and and uh, rearranged So, uh, so I think we we still uh, had stuff to do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's good,
1: and because it wasn't your primary source of income, I suppose it wasn't that it wasn't that onerous on you guys to go. Well, we have to do this or we die.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's then it would have been uh, more stressful, obviously. Uh, But it 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 was really weird not playing for two years because. Since I started playing, that's the, I'm always looking forward to the next show, you yeah. know, or the ne- next tour. So it, at, from time to time, you start wondering, oh, am I still in a band or, or what? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that that was understand. actually really, yeah, that was really hard. Yeah, so, no, I know. Yeah. I
1: play myself and not being able to do shows was just rubbish. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I suppose that leads me on to the next thing. And that's what's really clear with uh, with Crazy Licks is, I suppose, because you haven't got that great weight of pressure that you have to you have to you know get to the next level and be bigger and bigger and bigger. You guys actually seem to really enjoy what you're doing, and you also, whilst you whilst you're very serious about you know making good songs and everything like that, there always seems to be that tongue-in-cheek attitude to what yeah. you're doing. Uh, it's yeah, this is this is cheesy as shit, but it's fucking yeah. tasty cheese, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we, we have so much fun doing it and uh, we have so much fun playing live. We tend to do like uh, pranking each other. So just having a good time while mm-hmm. still uh, playing good, obviously. Um, so I think, I think, it, uh, I think the audience can feel that uh, mm-hmm. like the sense of humor and we do it a lot in the music videos also yeah like we, we try to do these cheesy awesome shots but then twist it a bit so it will be cheesy and funny <laughs> <laughs> but 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 not not in a too much of a comedy way like like we're a, a a fun band if you understand yeah. what i mean yeah, you're it's, not so you're it's...
1: not steel panther but you're no. also not uh, slayer
0: <laughs> yeah yeah somewhere in between <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah absolutely and i suppose finally because we are running out of time and you know could go on yeah. for a while but look it's 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 hard now uh, i'm as you can see behind me i have a problem and i'm a collector <laughs> i have a <laughs> substantial collection there yeah. It's gigantic pain in the ass to get any of your albums in this country. How are you guys finding it now that, you know, things have things have changed a lot and a lot of people really aren't buying a physical medium anymore. Uh, how are you guys getting your, your your product out to people, whether it be, you know, are you sending it out yourselves from your own mailing list or are you just having to maybe hope that the record label manages to get some uh, copies of your albums into stores?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah the later <laughs> so uh, you know, the onus is really on
1: the on on the customers uh, on the fans to try and really find yeah, but
0: copies it's uh i do like uh, i manage our web shop and such so i see people are asking for for the albums but it's it's kind of hard cuz when you have like seven albums mm-hmm. uh, and going on tour it's mm-hmm. hard to bring a few copies on each album yeah. and people always want the album you don't have with you. <laughs> Could you do but maybe actually, a retrospective in a box
1: set or something?
0: Yeah. And in some countries people don't buy CDs at shows mm. and in some co- countries people do like Germany. People want to buy CDs mm. when you're playing in, in some shows they don't want to do it. And since we're a, a traveling band, we don't have too much space. If we have one bag. We can, with merchandise CDs take up a lot of space you know so So. yeah so it's it's really hard to bring bring it out
1: uh, how have you found that's changed since you've been in the band you know it has it really hit critical mass around the mid um, 20 teens so you know when you started out with the band would have been a very different story how have you seen it
0: evolve Actually, obviously, you can see the the record sales going down a bit, but when you see the total amount, when they count the streaming as well, because mm-hmm. I think the account maybe um, I don't remember the numbers, but if if hundreds or thousands listening to an album is uh, they transfer it to like one record.
1: Blame it on love. Three million eight hundred ninety-eight one uh, one hundred and fifty-six thousand streams. Million yeah, streams. That's sorry,
0: that's good. <laughs> that's not uh, bad, man. It's not bad. No, it's not, so it's you, not bad. You, it's you should not be bad. able to
1: buy a beer with that in Sweden. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also in Sweden, <laughs> which is <like laughs> super expensive. I know. Not, not in Switzerland. Oh, that's yeah, Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, that's that's
1: expensive too. Sweden, yeah. uh, you will you will have trouble yeah but anyway <laughs> look man thank you so much for spending the time. I'm so looking forward to catching you guys here in brizzy um yeah. again it's it's an honor to actually actually chat to you guys and um look i'll I'll fling you an email and see if I can get you to uh, i'll you know i'll buy buy the uh back catalog off you at some stage
0: yeah do it do it looking forward to meet you
1: absolutely beers when you get here. Thank you. Have a good one. Catch you later, James. Thanks a lot. Bye.